This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Hi, we are live on the Dine Local SD podcast number 55. We are serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Today, we welcome Chef Dave Warner, who's the corporate executive chef for Eat, Drink, Sleep, who oversees the culinary operations at the group's restaurants and hotels, notably Jordan and Pacific Beach, which recently reopened after a redesign and menu revamp. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Excellent. Awesome. Um, I read that Jordan is a contemporary steak and seafood restaurant featuring casually sophisticated California cuisine with a perfect backdrop. I didn't write that, but it sounds really good. It sounds so good. That's awesome. Um... Before you were at Jordan, you were at many places before that. Yeah. So um, when I first made out to San Diego, I, I worked with Tracy Borkland. Okay. So I, I was at Kensington Grill for a long time. Oh, awesome. Well, not a long time, about 10 months. Okay. And then, yeah, just kind of searching around and, not, you know, being a fidgety kind of person. You keep understand. moving around. And, uh, yeah, I went down to Tower 23. They were open just about a year and talked to Chef Victor Jimenez and was like, hey, I need a job. I need a job. And he didn't call me back for a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I kept stalking him. And then finally they gave me an opportunity. Awesome. That's great. I, I've had, you're like maybe the third or fourth person. I think the fourth person that I've had on this podcast to come through Jordan and through Victor at Jordan too, which is really fun. I know. And like, even like the Tracy stuff, everybody, yeah. like six years separation of, you know, Kitchen Urbana or Kensington Grill. It's so so true. Yeah. San Diego culinary world is small. <laughs> and so before you came to San Diego, cause you're not from San Diego, right? No, I grew up in New Jersey, New South Jersey. Jersey. And um, when did you start traveling out here? Uh, I think it was 2005. I came out here and I started at Jordan in 2006. Okay. Did you, do you know Brad Weiss? Yeah, Brad's like my best friend. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, because he's from Jersey and also was at Tower 23. Yeah, we worked together in New Jersey for a long time. Okay, yeah. cool. I first knew his mom and then, you know, Brad and I are a few years difference in you know age. Yeah. And then he started working and we were roommates out here in oh, San nice. Diego for a long time. Okay. We worked together at Jordan, yeah. Awesome. He's, he's I my had best. Him. Yeah, I had him on recently too. And yeah, good dude. He's, he's a great dude and he has a really cute baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, his daughter and my one of my sons go to daycare together. So oh, awesome. we get to run into each other. Oh, you guys are like all in the family. Yeah. Very cool. I love hearing stories like that. Um, so, and did he come out here first or did you? I was out here first. Um, okay. A couple kids that, you know, he went to school with mm-hmm. were also here at the same time. So about a year or so later, he came out and then okay. actually got him the job at Jordan. Nice. And then, I mean, he's just such a talented guy. He just flourished and just blew up. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Oh, so you guys are like hometown friends and you made it out here and now you're both all yeah i think I they have our the picture famous, on the but... wall at the old restaurant we worked at <laughs> really? like, oh, hall of famers that's awesome <laughs> cool that's i like that um and so you're so that was a while ago where you were at jordan but and so then you did some things yeah so i was at jordan right now <clears throat> did like eight years as executive chef okay. there and had an opportunity with uh, some partners to open up Bottega americano oh yes yes, yes. yeah which i uh, you know, shut the doors a few sure. months ago um you know, i kind of parted ways with the company a little yeah. over a year and a half yeah um you know just great to be part of an opening and something totally. of that size and, that was so beautiful uh, it was a great place yeah and, you know just that area you know maybe five years before our time yep definitely yeah when i opened bobo in long beach which it's still there and the cones on the building so it will still be there but it was kind of the same feeling of like maybe in like 
five to ten years, this will be the spot. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We, <laughs> tried, we tried riding out as long as possible, yeah. but uh, you know, hopefully somebody takes over that space and does something beautiful. Totally. But it's just a shame. You see even so many places in that East Village just come up and go yeah. down. So, yeah. I mean, I think the attraction of Little Italy, everybody really gravitated towards that, which is great because they're doing an awesome job. Right. It's beautiful. The foot traffic's there. So um, Totally. Best wishes to all those restaurants yeah, over there. absolutely. So... You did Bodega Americano, and then you came back as the corporate executive chef for Eat, Drink, Sleep. Is that how that? Yeah, that's okay. how it works. So I'm um, just goes to show, don't burn bridges. Yeah. Leave on good terms. You know, keep your networking so open. And um, yeah, so I called them. I said, hey, I hear you're looking for a chef. I'm I'm looking for a new a new yeah. gig to kind of get out of here. And you know, I think now with my new learning experience of sure. opening restaurants and operating as an owner, and I have a lot more to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that. That's great. Um, and so how long have you been back with Eat, Drink, and Sleep? So it's been about a year and a half. So okay. when I first came oh, yeah. back, um, they had opened Decoy a few months yes. earlier. <clears throat> and then there were some struggles there. So they're like, hey, yeah. we need you up here. And I was like, okay, cool. Until I realized I just leased a car and now I'm like yeah. 20,000 miles over. <laughs> oh, the no. San Marcos isn't right around the corner. Yeah. But uh, it's such a beautiful location up there. I haven't been. Oh, it's awesome. It and, looks awesome. Yeah. So they have two golf courses, a couple different restaurant outlets besides okay. Decoy Dockside, which is a two-story Wow. Um, restaurant, different concept downstairs, a little more casual. Okay. And upstairs is probably one of the most beautiful dining rooms I've been in in a long time. Oh, I'll have to get up there. And that's it, overlooking Lake San Marcos? Correct, yeah. Cool. And we have, there's a hotel there, oh, many wow. rooms. Too. Cool, like, staycation place. Yeah. yeah. Ah, staycation. Ashley, if you're listening, hint, staycation. Hint. Yeah, staycation. We were just talking about staycations. Um, and so at, I know at Jordan, um, has the menu changed a bit since you've, been more involved i oh, know yeah. that there was a redesign of like the whole restaurant and so with the redesign was that a redesign of the menu and just kind of everything yeah so when, when i left you know we had a good run yes. for eight years and then there's there was like three or four or maybe even five different chefs after i left so everybody has their kind of own input and definitely. switching menus so you know not saying anybody did a bad job but sure. it definitely lost track of you know it was a little bit of hodgepodge like yeah. one guy did a lunch menu the other guy never did a lunch menu changed Got the dinner it. menu so kind of you know gave us an opportunity to close down hit the reset button yeah uh, we brought our sushi bar back, which is awesome. Yum. Blew it out. It's like glassed in. It's Ooh, sexy. It's like yeah. really, really cool. So we got some talented guys out there. Cool. So definitely the menu now, I mean, you have a sushi bar, you have all this inventory you got to sit on for sushi. So yeah. we tried to bleed that into the rest of the menu. Nice. You know, to kind of be sense. smart as uh-huh. chefs and, yeah. you know, cross-utilize. <clears throat> but uh, so there's some influence in the menu. We're by no means an Asian restaurant or right. trying to be this, trying to be that. We're just having fun with the ingredients given yeah. to us. Sounds very Californian. It is very Californian. Perfect. We're in California. So <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> when I first started Jordan, um, when they first opened, it was a Pacific Rim theme. Ah, yeah. And, you know, 10, actually, it's probably been 12 years now. Yeah. That wasn't my style. You know, right, I just right. come from Charleston, South Carolina and the East Coast, a little yeah. more rooted kind of American cuisine. Mm-hmm. So I quickly changed that, you know, kind of approach to the restaurant. Sure. But full circle, here we go. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Who is that? I don't even know. But oh, okay. I, I just wave. That's nice. That's trying good. to be a nice person. Yeah, here. that's great. <laughs> I just stare like a deer. Like, I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> and so uh, I was reading about Jordan. I ate at Jordan once years ago. Probably like when you were there the first okay. time. Like, it was that long. Not to age you or anything. <laughs> but that many years ago. 29. Yeah. <laughs> there Again. You go. Again. Always. Um, and it was amazing. I really want to go back. I was looking at your menu. Now, um, and I see that you have brunch. Yeah, brunch is cool. I love eating brunch. Uh, this past weekend was my last shift working brunch at a restaurant, so now I can go eat all the places. Um, what is your favorite? 
brunch menu item right now? Um, we have our pastry chef is super talented. Mm. So she does a sticky bun, which we change every week. Nice. So uh, last week was peaches and cream. So, Ooh. you know, using the farmer's market truck, grabbing yeah. what's on there and having fun. Uh, Father's Day, you know, I was like, oh, like yeah, what do fathers want? Out. She's like, oh, something with bacon. I'm like, no, German chocolate cake. Yeah, so, that's German true. Cake, My dad loves bun. German chocolate cake. Yeah. And I thought my buddy Jerry, who used to be one of my sous chefs, who's the chef down at Draft in Mr. Okay. Beach, that's his go-to, yeah. you know, for his birthday or whatever yeah. holiday. So I'm like, thought about him, like nice. chocolate cake. I remember my grandfather, um, my on my dad's side, so like the Italian side, they would always have two things when we, I guess three things when we went to grandma and grandpa's house. There would always be a bowl of popcorn on the table. It was always stale. Like I don't know when it was made. <laughs> there would always be German chocolate cake in like a cake display thing okay. on their kitchen counter and then always uh like red gravy and sauce and sausages and pecorino in a giant dispenser like oh, that yeah. was grandma's house but i remember <laughs> the plastic the, jar or fresh grated? yeah yeah freshly grated he, oh, he would go to mona lisa and like grate it himself but then put it in the jar where it would just live for i don't know how long <laughs> so did you grow up in san diego i did yeah oh, cool. i'm from san diego yeah um but that german chocolate cake it was like it always, I always thought it was store bought. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because it was so beautiful. But my grandpa always made it for my grandma. That's awesome. I know. Go figure. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> it can't be the home cooked meal. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, speaking of family, <clears throat> I was also reading. There was like a little thing on. I think it was on Curator about chefs and brunches. Mm-hmm. And so, here's something that I read. From you. This is your quote. I don't know if you remember it, but it says, My favorite breakfast dish was my mom's signature egg in a cup. It's a soft-boiled egg that is mashed up a little with torn white bread toast and topped with butter, salt, and pepper. I'm a breakfast traditionalist at heart, and my breakfast menus always include simple, basic breakfast with eggs, toast, and a breakfast meat. That is correct. My mom didn't have uh, the repertoire of recipes. Um, yeah. We never starved. Sorry, mom. Sure. But, uh, that was her go-to. You know. That yeah. Was, and it just—it's one of those homey things, and you eat it, and yeah. just kind of sticks to your your bones, and you feel good about yourself. And totally. I mean, but then now you blush, knowing how much butter she put in there yeah, yep. too. That's why it tastes so good. <laughs> but you know, still to this day, you know, it's like, oh, you crave that sometimes. Yeah. I grew up eating uh, egg in a cup, mm-hmm. and my on my mom's side, my family's from the Middle East, and so it was a little wooden egg cup, from, and it had it said Bethlehem on it, because mm-hmm. that's where it was from. It's like this <clears throat> olive wood egg cup, and uh, like my grandma always just made the perfect soft-boiled eggs, and she'd just give it to me with toast on the side, and I'd like dip it and crack, you know, and it was like this whole procedure from mm-hmm. when I was really young, and uh, a few years ago for Christmas, my mom... I remember my mom like saved these two presents for my brother and I. And she was like, I didn't buy these, but I think you guys are ready to have them. And I got the egg in a, the cup, you know, that says Bethlehem or whatever on mm-hmm. it from when I was a little kid. She had saved it for me. <laughs> and my brother got my grandpa's like wallet clip or something, you know. Yeah, I can it, still remember the cups my mom used. Yeah. Like, like this old tarnished teacup, like stains exactly, on the inside yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, that was the go-to egg in a cup. cup. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like. I always ate this out of that, and mm-hmm. now it's mine. I know. Uh, it's funny yeah. how we hold on to those memories, you know, and hopefully, like, still now, there's generations now. It's like right? everybody's so attached to their phones and stuff. Yeah. Are they even acknowledging what's going on in the heirlooms? kitchen? Yeah. yeah. I got dad's old iPhone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny and scary at the yeah, same yes, time. Yes. <laughs> Trying to keep my kids away as, yeah. as long as possible, but right. it's a fight. Like, Spider Man video game. Like, yeah. oh, my phone's not working. Yeah, Sorry, I just the battery's died. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> How old are your kids? I have a two year old and a five year old boy. Oh, two boys. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. No, we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in they the... love and hate each other. It changes oh, yeah. every minute, but they're they're beautiful and they keep you. Oh. you know, it's a, definitely the most challenging, but the most rewarding job. Out yeah. There um, I've heard someone say that about being a chef also. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance that? 
Well, it's definitely a learning curve. Um, I I got tired of getting yelled at by my wife for missing holidays and birthdays and stuff. So um, now, you know, kind of growing up and figure out the restaurant, how it Mm -hmm. works and, you know, kind of pushing responsibility on your sous chefs and and the other managers there and, you know, having, you know, a life outside of the restaurant, you know, you need that balance. Right. How long do you think it took you to um, recognize the importance in that? Because I feel like for a lot of people... Uh, and, and this is in conversations that I've had with people where it's like they there's almost this glorification of sacrifice when you're mm-hmm. a chef yep. where it's like I give up everything <clears throat> for my restaurant. And I'm like, I don't like the sound of that. Yep. But I feel like for a lot of people, it's hard to really understand that it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to. I think, you know, at least I can speak for myself. Sure. Um, you know. Cooking is not just a job; it's it's a hobby and something I become very passionate about. Like, yeah. you know, at one time I, I was in the music and I was mm-hmm. super passionate about music. That's all I wanted to do. You know, yeah. where now it's it's rewarding because I get you know paid to do what I really love. Right. So I think in the back of your head, you know, it's like I'm doing something I love. I got to do it great. I got to right. do this and that. And then, you know, oh yeah, I have kids at home and yeah. family and stuff like that. And so, I really love them too. <laughs> yeah. So it, it took it took a while, but now it's like we, I definitely and I, I push it down to my my employees too. I'm like, yeah, you know. Enjoy your two days off. Right. Spend their family. Let's let's have a balance. I want you to come back to work happy and refreshed. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Um, it looks like Danilo is saying hi to us. Hey, chef. How's it going? <laughs> he also came through Jordan. Oh, nice. Right? Who was that? DJ. Oh, DJ. Yeah, yeah. DJ actually. Uh, he spent time in the hometown where Brad and I grew I was up too. Say, yeah, like he just wrote about New Jersey. That's right. That's so man. Yeah, I just found a DJ at the CRAs. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the San Diego food scene is just so interesting to me. So, um, speaking of it being really interesting, um, there's all this talk about like line cook shortage and oh, yeah. like right and like minimum wage and like all I call them like doomsday things. <laughs> like everyone's like ah the industry. <laughs> um, but I had Chef Jason from Ironside and Born and Raised. I was actually him. listening to your uh, podcast oh, cool. on the way in, kind of like oh yeah, nice. Get an idea what, what I was getting myself yeah. into. It's pretty. It's about. Accurate, it was great. Right? No, it was yeah. Really good. Um, but. He was one of the first chefs, and him and um, Joe from Cucina, mm-hmm. where I kind of asked them, you know, like, what, where do you think the industry's going, or, like, what trends do you see, or, like, how, you know, like, blah, 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 industry talk. <clears throat> um, and they both had really positive answers, mm-hmm. which were like, oh, you know, like, the industry's great, and we're looking for new ways to hire, and we're, like, trying to attract new people. And and Jason um, specifically brought up a point of, I don't know if it was on air or off air, but, like, there's someone um, that reached out to him who he worked with in Chicago, I think, and then who went to Europe and then is coming back to open a restaurant, and he wants to open it in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And Jason and I were kind of talking about, like, this is a way that San Diego becomes more of a culinary destination, right, by, like, Supporting all the local restaurants, but also being welcoming to new talent that's mm-hmm. coming in. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, you and Brad, you know, you guys are from New Jersey. And like you say, like back home, you guys are like you have your picture on the wall and stuff. <laughs> like, what do you what do you think? You know, there's all this talk about San Diego becoming more of a culinary destination. Um, I mean, I've lived here 13 years. I've definitely seen it, it grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah. really exciting. Um, and I think just networking, like I, I live, my wife always kids, you live in such a little bubble, you know, I kind of do, but I, I know people like we yeah. know each other, but we're not like friends, exactly, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think that's really important is just keeping those, you know, communication lines of communication open. Yeah. Uh, new people coming in, you know, chef, you know, maybe I got a sous chef who wants to move on, look mm-hmm. for something new. And especially being a corporate chef yeah. with multiple properties, I'm looking to create a culture and create, you know, a team that will grow with me and with right. the company and not people that are just disposable. Absolutely. And then one, it's like, you know, spending 
all this time, money and effort into training these people. And then sometimes they just kind of flake. So yeah. we've been really selective of the people we've hired. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a few wild cards that slip through the gates. Sure. And, uh, you know, you quickly got to always get, are. Get them out, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of those things. We were short staffed when we reopened Jordan. Yeah. I was on the line pretty yeah. much every night. And it's, it's good because the guys are like, hey, look at the chef. He's not pushing the clipboard around. Exactly. You know, I'm showing them how it should be done. Yes. Not to cut corners. You know, hard work pays off. Right. Get in there. Get yeah. it done. But it's, it's, we've had a lot of people come in for orientation, do the whole nine yards, yeah. sign the packets, and they just don't show up. Don't show, show up. up. Where or did they go? They go on their break and never come back. Yeah. That, that has happened. It baffles me. It, yeah, it is. I most recently had a guy who had worked with us for a really long time, and then he went on break and never came back. Yeah. And it was just like, huh? Like, it's just like <laughs> bewildering. You know, you're like, what? What? Did something happen? And yeah, everyone's did like, I just no. Something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, going back, like, did I really offend someone that much on accident? Like, yeah, no, I'd, no. And I grew up, my dad, he was a roofer his whole life, and yeah. like, I had to work with him, especially like yeah. as I got older, and he's like, you're coming to work with me. So yeah. he really instilled, like, you know, he had his own company values, working hard and right. things pay off. And, um, you know, at one point before I moved to San Diego, I was trying to save. I was working with him, mm-hmm. working at Washington Inn, which is the restaurant Brad and I oh, worked cool. at back home yeah. um, at nighttime. And then in the mornings when I wasn't working for my dad, I was expediter at this breakfast place. It was yeah. just like slinging, you know, right. stuff. It wasn't anything glorified, but they're paying me good money. And yeah. Saved a bunch of money and made it out to San Diego. There you go. Yeah. So I guess that that is the real sacrifice of the restaurant industry, right? It's yeah. like you do what it takes until... You don't have to <laughs> like, right. until you have an opportunity where you don't have to work three jobs. Or... Yeah. And then like, the people who work for me, it's like I try to treat them like friends and family and how I would want to be treated. Yeah. Like, you know, some people say, oh, you're not the Dave 10 years ago I knew mm. as a chef. Like, definitely. I mean, hopefully not. Right. Yeah, like, you, can't we don't run, grow. Yeah, you can't run a restaurant like Gordon Ramsay, especially yeah. in, in California. You're going to get sued. Especially in California. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you get more out of your employees treating them like, like human beings. Yeah. Treat them like friends. Ask about their families. Ask yes. about, you know, what they're doing outside of work. Definitely. I remember when I worked in New York, which you can run a restaurant like Gordon Ramsay in New York and not get sued. But (laughs) when I worked in New York, the guy that I reported to directly, JJ, he was just the world's biggest jerk to me. I say it affectionately. He was, and he made me cry every single day. We're fine now. We're friends now. But like, he was just the stereotypical kitchen chef asshole. Um, Made a point to it, you know? And... Uh, the owner and chef of the main chef of the restaurant, Wiley Dufresne, uh, was just the kindest, you know, like he would come in every day. Yeah. And he would come in and like, he would see, you know, like my pants were like a little bit short and I had these striped pink socks on. I don't know. Now that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, right. I know now it's cool. Back then I was like a total weirdo (laughs) and JJ was like, what the fuck are you doing wearing those striped pink socks? And Wiley was like, I like your socks today. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the like most important lessons that I learned through all of that was like, I remember, um, you know, at WD 50, we had these shrimp noodles mm-hmm. and they were made of shrimp. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I, it was my job to just portion them because I wasn't allowed to like actually make them. <laughs> I just portioned <laughs> them. And I remember during service one night, Wiley came up to me and was like, Hey, can you describe to me what a noodle looks like? And I was like, um, yeah, they're like, I guess it depends on what kind of noodle, but you know, he's like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. What is spaghetti supposed to look like? I'm like, like long and thin and you can like twirl it. And he like shows me this bag of all these like broken Oh, uh, that was your portions? Yeah. Uh-oh. And he was like, what does this look like? I'm like, vermicelli. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, I know you didn't make these, mm-hmm. but you were the last to see them before they got to me. And you need to tell me if something's not right, even if. The person who made them is your boss. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
okay. And I was just like so appreciative that he explained it to me like that mm-hmm. instead of like throwing them at my face or yeah. like, what is this shit? You know, because like that really sunk in. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he empowered me to come to him when something isn't right. And he's, he let me know that that is how you do things. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I feel like that level of communication, like I know you said communication um, earlier, is like, it's not, it doesn't come easy to a lot of chefs. Mm-hmm. Or it just takes time, right? Like you said, like, I'm not the same chef Dave from 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think about who JJ is now. And like, I have a hard time imagining him as anything other than what I know, but he works for David Chang now, you know, like I'm sure he's progressed too. Right. Uh And so it's one of those things like, does it just take time? Does it take experience? Does it take mentors? Yeah. It's just maturity. And like, sometimes maybe that comes from a vulnerable space where they're like lashing out because they need to be heard or want to be this voice. But like sometimes that you can get as much done and accomplish as much with, you know, an even tone. Yeah. I like to tell my guys, like instilling a total kitchen awareness, Mm. you know, just because it's your station, like, you know, you should be observing what's going on in the kitchen. Yeah. You should be able to pick things out that are right or wrong yeah um you know don't step over the piece of paper that's right. on the floor stop pick it up because it's like if this is your career path mm-hmm. and you want to be a chef one day start acting like it now yeah it's going to make it way easier and your path's going to get much shorter to get to that attained goal you want yep because um, nobody's walking around with cards saying hello you're a chef today you know? right so it's like start acting now yeah and, and it'll come quicker yeah you know i was the guy like line cook i'm gonna jump and clean the walk-in yeah yep. i'm gonna do this what do you need chef what do you need mm-hmm. this you know Absolutely. Not saying you have to work through your breaks and stuff like right, that. Right, right. You know? Not in California. Not in California. <laughs> but, you know, just... Awareness. Awareness, yeah. yeah. Take that extra step. Totally. Yeah. That's great. Um, and so on that note, you kind of already answered it, but I'll just rephrase it and see what else you come up with. Okay. <laughs> um, you never know. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I recently started working with some high school interns. Okay. And, um, and so it's just amazing how much they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. but like rightfully so like no knock against them, but just mm-hmm. like, they don't know what SOS means and they don't know what 86 means mm-hmm. and just stuff like that where you're like, Oh man, you are new to the restaurant yeah. business. Like I remember. Okay. Um, and so I've been like having to really go in my way back time machine and be like, man, okay, what, where do I need to start with them? Because mm-hmm. they're just so green. Yeah. Um, and so I find myself saying things like, when you're done using your cutting board for one task, like, I shouldn't be able to look at your cutting board and know what you just made on it. Like, yeah, we're clean. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what are some, like, early, you know, people, like, what are some tips that you would say to someone who's just starting in the industry or who wants to get in the industry um, to kind of, like, the, I love what you just said about the awareness and mm-hmm. if you want to be a chef one day, but, like, what are some other kitchen sort of things that you like to instill in people early on. Yeah, just big back what you said. People like to jump steps these days, mm-hmm. like you know, right out of culinary school, I want to do this, so yeah. I want to do this. But it's like you ha- you don't even have to make a, a stock. Right. You know, you, you, ha- you know how to make a Berblanc or yeah. a grad. It's like they want to jump steps. So it's bring a notepad, yeah. you know, be engaged, you know, mm-hmm. ask the questions, yeah. be, be a sponge, you know. Yeah. So just, you know, if this is what you want to do, dive in. You yeah. Know? It's like somebody's going to be a doctor isn't just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to go to <laughs> medical, medical school and hang out and, yeah. you know, not bring the right tools to work. You right. Know? So, you know, just be a sponge. I love that. Cool. Um, yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, I'm going to switch gears really quick because I want to come back to talking about Decoy uh-huh. and Jordan. Cool. Are there any other restaurants in the Eat, Sleep, the Eat Drink Sleep group? So up in uh, Bakersfield, of all places, oh. we have the Padre Hotel. 
Oh. Um, there's a couple of restaurant outlets in there. Okay. Um, so they're doing a really good job up there. We have cool. uh, uh, Chef Chris, who's actually been with the company a really long time. Awesome. Uh, he re- relocated up there with his family. And, Great. Yeah, so it's they're doing a good job. So I don't have to go to Bakersfield. I was going to say, yeah, how often do you have to go there? <laughs> we went up a few months ago for like a manager kind of okay. outing. Yeah. It was fun. Cool. Um, and so how do you feel like, because you mentioned that both, actually all three of the restaurants are in hotels. Yep. Which I just got, that's where the sleep comes in? Yeah, eat, drink, sleep. That just clicked for me. So I worked at a hotel once. I worked at the Hotel Dell for about three months. Okay. Didn't last very long. (laughs) Um, And I have this perception based off my experience of what it is like to be a restaurant in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But your restaurants are not like. No, so it's it's kind of cool because they run each each venue kind of runs independently, does yeah. its own thing, and they're a little more boutiquey. So it's okay. we're not dealing with the Queen Mary's loaded with right. stuff, and buffet buffets, and like you know sit down dinners for twelve hundred. Yeah, so, you know we keep it very contained. We we do catering in house nice. at Jordan. We run it out of the back little prep area. Yeah, you know little heat lamps set nice. up, and it's cool. uh, it's kind of little ghetto when you look at it, yeah. but we make it happen, and the yeah. food comes out great. You know, awesome. So. Try and, to focus on the guest in the seat, yeah. the guest in the beds and the rooms, and try Perfect. to deliver that next level of experience. Yeah. So, like, the room service is, like, from the restaurant menu, or is there a it separate is. outlet? Yeah. So, we do um, our in-room menus. It used to be almost a mirror of what the menu is. Okay. But why not capture them in the, in the restaurant? You know, sure. It's like, great. If you want to eat in-room, yeah. that's awesome. We have this available. But if you want to get the experience, come downstairs. Yeah. You know? And plus, maybe they'll have an extra cocktail or maybe they'll have, yes. a, you know, extra snacks. Yeah. Dessert. Perfect. Yeah, I always think room service is a great idea, mm-hmm. and then I just like feel extra slobby, like eating in bed. <laughs> yeah, and then you got your tray sitting next yeah, to you for a couple and hours, it, and then it just sits outside your smells door. Smells like nachos. Yeah, or... I'd rather just like not do that. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> cool. And do you guys have any events or anything special coming up? Um, even if it's like. I almost just said Father's Day, but that already happened. Fourth of <laughs> July is coming up. Like, are you guys open? Are so, oh, yeah, Fourth of July, we're open. Um, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. It falls midweek. Usually mm-hmm. we'll do, like, our big brunch, like, if it's a three-day weekend. Sure. But uh, midweek, and we don't really know what's going to happen. It's a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, do people want to do brunch, or do you want to go hike Cow's Mountain right. and spend the whole day outside? So we're going to operate our normal lunch menu. Okay. We'll probably have a couple breakfast items to carry nice. through the day. Um, but we, um, we're actually not doing it on 4th of July cause it's holiday, but we do yeah. a wine Wednesday, which oh, is fun. Yeah. It's really cool. Chris Delaney, our wine director for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next one, you know, I don't even want to misspeak. So yeah, I'm not going to no, tell okay. you, but, you know, we just had like topless Creek cool. and, um, you know, frogs leap and stuff. Like yeah. That, so. Awesome. So you guys got fun stuff going on all the time, all the time. Hi, Henry. Henry Wade from San Diegoville just joined. Oh, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And David Myers, you've become a regular listener. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Awesome. Well, <clears throat> if you guys want to check out, someone just said something. I'm, I'm like, oh, hi, Jack. I'm like part blind, so I can like kind of only see what's happening. But yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to work like Facebook I and know. stuff. I live Thanks, vicariously Danielle. through other people. Danielle so. just blew up the page for me so I could kind of read it better. Um, so if you guys want to check out Jordan, you should. Maybe you'll see me there. It's located at 723 Felspar Street right there in Pacific Beach and the Tower 23 Hotel. Um, and Decoy Dockside Dining is up in San Marcos, as you said, on the golf course? Yeah, well, there's two golf courses, two. a smaller mm-hmm. executive one, and we cool. have a really nice full golf course. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it's cool. I've never played a prof- like a real game of golf. I get, I, I get, I, well, I used to be able to play, but I get bored really quick, so yeah. I, I get tired, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'll just crack some beers, and you guys keep playing through. Yeah, I feel like I just want to ride the golf course. Yeah, like that's, that's all, the fun part That's what it. golf is to me. It's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so maybe we'll see... Oh, thanks. Uh, join me at Tower 23. You can also join them on Instagram at T23Hotel. 
Um, there's all sorts of delicious pictures of Dave's food, sushi and stuff. I was looking at it this morning. And do you guys are open breakfast on the weekends? So we do brunch Saturday and Sunday. It opens, okay. opens at 9. Okay. It goes to about 3, 3.30-ish, depending on foot traffic. And then we open the sushi bar at 11. Oh. Um, so you can get awesome. full sushi. Uh, we do poke bowls and stuff. And yeah, I saw that. You do a make-your-own poke bowl. We do, yeah. That's really cool. It's We've been fun. featuring It's a, kind of a back off of like you know what we're doing in the sushi bar. Yeah. So we have those ingredients. And it's going really well. People dig it. Poke, I was going to say, it seems cool, perfect. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> That's great. Really good people watching there on the beach, you know, Ooh. especially Fourth of July weekend. You'll you'll see like, or Fourth of July come up. Yeah, awesome. Um, and for all of you guys, thanks for tuning in and watching and listening. There it is. That's the camera. I'm the classic example of just staring at the TV. Uh, <laughs> to explore the San Diego food scene, head on over to dinelocalsd.com. We highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. We've had a lot of Jordan over there recently and yes. and uh, Brad's restaurants too. And remember to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at dinelocalsd for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. Speaking of giveaways, we are going to do a giveaway to Jordan. We'll do a $100 gift card. So make sure you're signed up for our mailing list. Check Facebook. It's going to have to be something about this podcast, a quote from Chef Dave Warner here that you will have to um, reply back to me about. Words. Monday. Words. Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Chef. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Bye. See ya. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to sapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.